You are listening to the Gear 30 Podcast, a community, you could even call it a support group, for people addicted to outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. There is no shame here. In spite of what your spouse or partner may say, we believe it's okay to own five tents, seven backpacks, and 18 jackets. Our slogan, inspired by the great explorer Sir Ranolf Fiennes, is, there is no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate gear. So if you're an aspiring outdoor adventurer, a mountain guide, or anyone in between, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Gear 30 Podcast, where we talk about outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. All the gear. All of it. Uh, and today, all of the gear is uh, tents. Yeah. So, um, I've had backpacking on the mind a lot, and so um, a few of the, the themes of the podcast recently have been backpacking focused, and um, one of my favorite bits of backpacking gear are tents. Yes. I have a lot of them at my house. And I just keep wanting to buy more. I don't use them all that much. I end up using like the same one or two every single time, but I have like five or six. Um, so, um, but when people come into our store at Gear 30 uh, to backpack, one of the things that they're often intimidated by is trying to choose the right tent for backpacking because there are so many. There's so many different options. Do they get an ultralight tent? Do they get a a heavy-duty tent that's going to last a long time, uh, ultralight tent that may not last very long at all, do they get uh, a starter tent for 150 bucks, or do they get a, uh, you know, buy a Hilleberg for six or seven or eight hundred dollars that they is going to last them a life, decades and decades and yeah. generations of, of use, but they're not sure if they're going to use it, so it it's a can be an intimidating thing. Are you car camping? Are you back? You know, what are you doing? Right. So we wanted to talk. A little bit about how to how to kind of how to choose the right tent for your use and if you're shopping online which more and more people are particularly because of this COVID-19 crap that's going on it is crap it is complete crap is it all is it done yet are we, in it? <laughs> are we I, still in it I heard I think it was just I was told it was just gonna go away yeah it's gonna go away I heard just today that L.A. County announced that they would maybe keep the stay-at-home order going for the, another three months or something. Hmm. Or something like that. It's like, man, you guys are going to get riots in the streets. Yeah, that's... People are not going to be... Let's just say I'm glad I'm not there. Yeah. 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 Anyway, um, so more and more people are shopping online. Now, I would just like to remind everybody listening that backpacking is the ultimate social distancing. You're out there by yourself it doesn't get any safer than that you or don't you and your best friend you or don't wife spread or you don't spread COVID-19 mm. it doesn't spread to you like you still get to be in the dirt and you know that boosts your immune system a little mm -hmm. bit and stuff so so go backpacking buy backpacking tents online since you can't go to the stores gear30.com and um and go backpacking. But anyway, if you're wondering what type of tent to buy, that's what this episode is all about. So I like it. So uh, first thing, I guess, um, is what type of backpacking are you doing? The first way to kind of narrow it down is what type of backpacking? What time of the year are you going to be going? Do you want a tent that can 
that you can use in the snow as well as the summer or is it just going to be kind of three seasons spring summer fall um, drier weather wet weather uh, do you live in the Pacific Northwest where you get a lot of a lot of rain or do you live in the desert where you have a lot of sand uh, blowing sand but not a lot of water um, are you you need be a in the, tall tent in the high mountains yeah are family you, tent uh, yeah do you need a family tent something you can stand up in um, are you six foot six or yeah. six foot two five foot five five foot five um, all of these things um, kind of will factor into what type of tent you want so and you probably will buy multiple tents in your life like you'll Ho- buy one hopefully. for a certain reason and then think something will change and you'll buy right. a different one so right. I think we all start out with like car camping tents and we probably all start out with maybe something from a um, a big box store of some kind you know a 30 to 100 dollar tent that right works great for what you need it to as do as long as the weather is not yes sunny and the wind is not blowing and um yeah as long as you're not breaking poles right i can't tell you how many times i've been car camping and seen cheap tents fail even just on the setup um but mm. also fail in windy weather and stuff like that i've uh in in church outings with youth and other things um where Oh, we've got 20 cents, 20 cents, 20 tents set up or, or 10 tents set up. And some of those tents are quality and some of those tents aren't so uh, high quality. And you see a wide, you see like a 20 mile per hour gust come up and some tents just don't even move and the other tents break a pole. So all of these things, things uh, count. I It's my bias that you should probably, um, you should probably err on the side of higher quality than on the side of saving a little bit of money and i've even seen high quality brands that you would recognize in the outdoor industry fold over in strong wind right so right yeah um but for me if i'm going into the back country where survival and safety is is really dependent on the gear uh in my experience i've gone cheap on gear before and you know it seems like a good good idea at the time that I'm buying the gear and then when I'm in the mountains and it's failing I think man I'd spend triple the price of I'd spend just like if I'm carrying a backpack in and I went cheap on the backpack and it's just killing me it's hurting my hips I've got sores it's rubbing my hips raw that sort of thing at any point in that hike I would spend $500 for just a good comfortable backpack for the rest of the trip well, I remember um, I, t- I took a trip with my mom, and we were offered a like a free tent from the outdoor program. I thought, no, I'll take my Hilleberg, and I'm glad I did because, and it and it was just more of a look. I got my mom with me. I mean, you know, I just, Hilleberg will withstand. Well, the it was brand name tents that they had, yeah. and one broke a pole in a windstorm, mm-hmm. and the other one was on like blowing blowing on its side. Um, it just the structurally was just bent over. Yeah. And here we were in our Hilleberg just fine. Yeah. Um, and it's not even a four season. It's like it's a three season. So it, it depends on like I, I felt there a level of comfort in like, uh, no, thank you. I'll bring my own tent. I know what it can do. I'm paid extra for it. I might as well use it. <laughs> right. But yeah, it's but it's nice to have 
quality with in those types of situations so uh how do you choose how do you choose a tent and when where are you going to go like terrain like you said mountains desert uh, one person two person three person like what are what's some of your criteria yeah so um for me i first think okay what am i going to be using this for most what type of terrain what type of weather for example if i spend a lot of time in the desert i don't necessarily want a tent full of mesh now that sounds counterintuitive to a lot of people um, because you think well the desert it's warm it's hot you want a lot of mesh so you get some good airflow and stuff but as soon as soon as you get into a windstorm and it's blowing sand your tent fills up with sand so i prefer to have a tent that's mostly like ripstop nylon canopies and stuff like that maybe just minimal mesh and the mesh that it does have is maybe higher off the ground just because you your stuff will stay so much cleaner and um and maybe a maybe even a rain fly that goes all the way to the ground to help keep that that uh sand from blowing in and stuff so those are some things to think about but if you're going into the high mountains um you want to have a tent that's burly enough to handle bad weather because you know you can get a snowstorm in july in the wind rivers or in the uinas or the tetons or whatever now usually won't most of the time you, you go up there and you get a rainstorm and it's just the rain's falling straight down but every once in a while you get a rainstorm where the rain's blowing sideways <laughs> yeah. and, and you need a pretty sturdy tent to, to withstand that. And so those are things to consider. You want to kind of buy for what you think is probably going to be the worst that you're going to run into to some extent. Um, that's why usually the brand names are, the brand names have a reputation for being um, sturdy and durable and high quality for a reason. And so you're generally looking at the brand name tents out there. And I will say that over the years, I've noticed that many of those brand name tents, the quality has has gone down over time. Um, but uh, but yeah, you're still looking at that. So most people around here are going up into the Uinas or the Wind Rivers or the Tetons or the Sawtooths or those types of mountains to backpack. And so and they're mostly backpacking during the months where there is no snow. So June through September. And in that situation, what you're really dealing with is rain and wind. So you're going to want a tent that has a full, full coverage rain fly, a waterproof floor, and a pretty sturdy set of poles. Um, the, my favorite pole brand is DAC. Another good pole brand is Easton. Um, so does Easton make their own material for their poles then? So Easton has, uh, they make aluminum poles, but they're... I've mostly seen their poles in uh, tents that use carbon poles or they have a new pole material that they've had for the last few years. Um, they call them their cyclone poles. It's like a composite, some composite material pole. But are those they, poles can bend like crazy without breaking. Oh, really? Which makes them really cool. So you get into a strong wind and the tent may flatten and stuff in really strong winds, but the poles don't break. Mm. And so it's not it's not like those things are bomb proof in a, a, a fortress that you get into 50 mile per hour winds and the tent barely moves. No, they flop around and stuff, but the poles don't break. Mm. And so you're not stranded without, you know. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and, and that technology is unique to Easton. DAC poles, they make the best aluminum poles. And those poles are really sturdy. Those t poles will break if you get into nasty enough wind. 
but they're really strong so you really have to have some super bad weather before those start to break tornado right <laughs> 50 plus mile per hour winds <laughs> on their three season poles and the other thing too is like if you look at a hilleberg tent their three season tents have a thinner diameter pole mm. than their four season tents um or at least the, their heavy duty four season tents and so that matters because you know the skinny aluminum poles are maybe designed to to take 60 mile per hour winds and of course the pole structure and stuff will will factor into that but then the thicker diameter poles are maybe 40 percent stronger and so they can i mean they can withstand 100 mile per hour gusts or something like that something crazy like that so uh you do want to want to take that into account so um good quality aluminum poles like i said i prefer dac or easton um, a rainfly that reaches to the ground, waterproof tent uh, or waterproof floor, uh, bathtub floor, that's usually uh, important. Um, those types of things are going to keep. <laughs> Got yeah, the neighbors doing construction over there. Noisy neighbor. Um, man. Okay. Um, so those types of things are, are important to consider. And then um, tents these days are getting lighter and lighter and lighter, and they've gone to the point where you can get a two-person tent with a full rain fly, waterproof floor, all of that type aluminum poles that weigh less than two pounds, which is just nuts. But in order to get that light of weight, you have to go a lot lighter on the materials, and you skimp on how many how many stakeout points you have, and how many poles are in the structure and stuff, and so. You are giving up some structural integrity, some strength, when you go with ultralight tents. And so that needs to be taken into account. So if you're going to, going to mostly be camping in places with trees that can help block some of that wind, you're probably fine with an ultralight tent. If you're going to be camped above tree line where you're going to be in the full brunt of the storms or you're in, in the desert where maybe you have less trees to hide behind or those types of things, then you might consider that you need something slightly burlier. Uh, with more poles or heavier duty fabric or all of the above in order to withstand some of those bad storms that you get into so you don't get in trouble. Um, I'm I'm a fan personally. Uh, you know, Nemo and Big Agnes are two brands that have gone, on, gone really far on the ultralight side of things, two mainstream brands, I should say, that are really ultralight. And MSR is a brand that has some real ultralight options but tend to be just a touch heavier than Nemo and Big Agnes but it's my personal but all quality but yeah but all of them are quality and, and MSR is definitely quality in my experience MSR builds their tents slightly sturdier mm -hmm. than the other two brands now the I've used the other two brands a ton I like the other two brands just fine but my experience with MSR has been that they make a sturdier tent on average um, but also just a slightly heavier tent than the other two brands. So I prefer, personally prefer MSR when I'm going up into the high mountains over the other two brands. But then of course my very favorite of all, all those brands for going up in the high mountains is Hilleberg because there's no other tent brand I'm aware of, um, that I'm familiar with other than maybe Stevenson Warmlight, who, that I would trust to go up into the high mountains and take on 
really the, All the, real, things. the real nasty weather even, and not stuff even high that, mountains but like the arctic right yeah, I'm yeah. in fact my tent uh my hilleberg tent one of them is has spent three or four weeks on on uh denali in the worst snowstorms wind and all that stuff for um that you can put at it and just excelled with I, you not with me oh. no i sent it up with a friend a friend asked if he could borrow it and he and his his crew were staying in it and they said oh we were comfortable it was sturdy it was solid the whole time it was awesome so and i don't even have the heaviest duty one mine is just uh mine's the the lightweight four season mm. one and and uh they said they they built the snow wall to help kind of block some of the wind and stuff like that but he said they just had no problems that's it. awesome so, yeah you can that's what you get when you get a hilleberg even their three season tents are just sturdy like you said yeah like your tent so well so there's like too many things to consider so what tent are you looking at buying next so the tent that i personally want is the hilleberg anaris that's a new tent anaris yeah, I don't know if that if I'm saying Anaris, that right. Anaris. Let's see. Know. How do you say? You're gonna ask uh, Siri. Oh, I need to turn my phone up on their website on Hilberg's website. They have a little thing, and you can hear how they say the name. Anaris. Yeah, that makes yeah. One more time. Uh, or not. Anaris. Anaris. Honoris, honoris, okay. Honoris. Hmm. Honoris. All right. <laughs> uh, okay, so the honoris, two-person, yeah. uh, very light, roomy, remarkably strong, versatile ridge tent for warm weather adventures. It looks like this only pitches with the hiking, with trekking hiking poles. Yep. Okay. So it's a two-person tent, two doors, two vestibules, two hiking poles. It's three pounds, double wall. So you get you get the the weather the extra weather protection the extra um, you know breathability and stuff that you get with a two uh, with a double wall tent. You get the sturdy heavy duty floors like you do with pretty much all Hillebergs. You get the Curlon fabric in the flies, which is just which is amazingly durable for for what it is for what it's made for. Um, yeah, it's just a, a real versatile tent. The thing I love about it. Um, one of the things I love about it is you can set it up in lots of different ways. You can take the, the rain fly only and use it as just a, a tarp for ultralight backpacking. Um, you can set it up in lots of different ways. Excuse me, with awnings, um, you get two doors, two vestibules. It's only three pounds for two people and plenty of room for two people. 600 bucks though. It is 600 bucks, which is a, a still for a Hilleberg. Kind of. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's... Um, the Hilleberg tents, so I just can't say enough about them. I I have used many different Hillebergs over the years, and I can say, um, without a doubt, I I I wouldn't I don't regret buying any of the Hillebergs that I've used or or that my family or extended family have. Um, they're just awesome. They they always function above expectations. They're always solid. They're I've now had we've now had ours for about eight years and. Um, used it with the whole family and the dog, and it's just in great condition still. Um, other than one of our our zippers is struggling a little bit, and that's because we were we've used it a lot in southern Utah and got sand and stuff in the zipper, and some of the teeth got bent. So that's not so much the tent's fault as 
our fault, but, um, anyway, yeah, I'm a huge Hilleberg fan, and, um, I've got some, I've got some other tents, I've got a, uh, Nemo tent, I've got a, an MSR tent, I've got a sling fin tent, I've got another, I've got some Hilleberg tents, I've had mountain hardware tents, north, used north face tents, lots of different tents over the years, and Hilleberg is just by far the best, but I still, I still use my MSR tent, I still use my Nemo tent, and stuff, it's not like I, I hate them, and I would never use anything but Hilleberg, I still use them, I just, uh, I just prefer the Hilleberg in most cases. Uh, I'm looking at a one person. Uh-huh. So I've got a, a two-person, uh, and it's heavy. It's the Hilleberg, but it's for me. I mean, for, if I'm just going by myself, it's... You've got the Onion GT, GT. right? So mm -hmm. that's probably... The two-person, that's probably about a five-pound tent. Yeah. Four, four and a half. Four and a half to five pounds. And the uh, Hilleberg makes an, an, a three-season... I don't I don't see myself camping solo in the winter, so I'm not really, I'm not really jazzed about buying the four-season solo version tents. But the Enon um, is two pounds, two pounds, two ounces, uh, six seventy-five. So pricey, but uh, it's also side entry. A lot of a lot of Hilleberg's tents are the tunnel tunnel type entry, and this is a gives you a side access, which I it's different yeah. and it's nice. Um, it's nice when you're when you're on a solo trip. You can be laying in your tent in your sleeping bag, cooking in the vestibule, just laying on your side. It's just kind yeah. of yeah. What I didn't know, um, which uh, Bryden, the thru-hiker at Gear 30, Bryden the hiker because he completed the PCT and darn near completed the CDT. He was like an so inch, close. like an inch <laughs> from the end um, last year. Ran into some issues. Anyway, he had uh, a tunnel entry tent the first year he on the PCT. And then what he, which he really liked it. Um, and then we gave him, he had a couple different tents on the CDT. Uh, but what he said about you know yes of course on this on the the side the ones with the side access um random but you can just roll over and pee outside of your tent <laughs> didn't think about that one yeah uh i've never tried it assuming you're a male except and you're that's just what you got like right you really really don't want to get up and go out of somewhere you're just gonna roll over so but he says yeah that's what i did because you can because oh, you, you can you know um but you can this one, this particular, the Enon has a, a vest. Anon, Enon. I should hit the thing. Yeah. Has a little, has a little vestibule uh, with it, enough that you can. Enon. 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 There you go. Now it's you know it's not freestanding. You gotta you gotta use some guys guy outs to to get that thing up there. But I like that it's only two pounds. And um, I trust the brand enough that it would hold up, you know, for years. And uh, I think it'd be a great three-season tent, backpacking tent for kind of where I'm at right now in my life. So yeah, that's what I'm looking at. Yeah, that's a good one. I um, my father-in-law has that tent, and he loves it. Weird, of course. Yeah, yeah, he's got most of them. Um, not really, but he's got quite a few. Um, he loves the tent. He uses it all the time. Um, and and really likes it so do you know that it first debuted in 1995 the enon yeah really yeah uh in 95 oh sorry base okay i read it wrong um mo the, 
modeled in on 2015, so five years old, okay. on the Acto. The right. Acto debuted in 95. Right. Okay. okay. My bad. I was thinking, oh, I'm pretty sure it's only a few years old. You're right. Um, only five years old, 2015. But the Acto has been one of their most, their best-selling tents. Um, is that the four season version? Then? Yeah, it's the okay. four season version. Now it is. Um, it's a popular one among bike packers, like bike touring people, um, because it is. It packs up small. It is lightweight. It's burly, durable, sturdy. I mean, that thing's been to the South Pole and the North Pole and the all over the place. And it's just a one person four season tent. Um, a really slick design. Um, so anyway. This didn't mean to be, we didn't mean for this to be like a, necessarily a Hilleberg specific um, podcast episode, although pretty much any tent episode is going to, to turn into that to but some But those extent. are the four that we've sort of, um, the four brands that are, I think right now on the market, the most popular, the yeah. Hilleberg, Big Agnes, Nemo, and MSR. MSR. Yeah. MSR. You cannot go wrong with the, any of those. Any of those are good. Yeah. Now you can choose the wrong tent for your needs. For your needs, but but you're not really going to. Those tents aren't necess- are probably not going to leave you high and dry, and the tent companies are great to work with, mm-hmm. and they'll take care of you. So so that's great. Um, I will share one experience that wasn't mine, but it was Bryden's. He had a very specific Big Agnes tent the lightest tent they make um, on the CDT and he was given that tent and that he had a bad experience with that that was not the right tent for his use um, it didn't last more than just a few days he broke the pole the first time setting it up and it's not like the dude doesn't set up a tent every day all summer right so for years like yeah, yeah that's probably the I don't know thousandth time he set up a tent so it's not like he was abusing it or whatever but and and that is and I don't hold it against Big Agnes it, I hold it against that tent that tent yeah yeah, yeah just not ideal for the situation and yeah. in fact that tent's probably just it's not a tent that I think you know I would, what I, it's like I wouldn't suggest it to anyone it's like that really super high-end supercar that like one piece of speck of dirt gets in the wrong place in the engine and the whole thing shuts down <laughs> <laughs> but it's an unbelievable car, right? But, yeah, like, when yeah. wind conditions are perfect, it's it'll blow you away by the performance. Yeah, but yeah. Um, that tent is it uses an Easton Easton um, carbon poles, I think. I don't know. He popped it the first day. Yeah, first it, day. but anyway. Um, so, but Big Agnes took care of him, and mm-hmm. not only that, but uh, he's used Big Agnes on on. He used a Big Agnes tent pretty much the whole PCT mm-hmm. and had very little problems. It was yeah. durable. It was ultralight. It, it held up for him. So He just didn't like that it was like a tunnel entry. So he wants a well, side right. entry. He did, yeah. yeah, he wanted a side entry instead. Of the, yeah, and, and one of the problems, so he had the Fly Creek on the PCT. And one of the problems with that is if you try to enter when you're raining or when it's raining, it'll rain in your tent. Mm. But also, it's hard for you to cook when you're laying in your tent, mm-hmm. right? And so... And it's hard for you to pee out of the tent. You, it's way different. Yeah. Way different. You got to do some sort of like some weird backward yoga, somersault weird yoga, yoga move. Moves, yeah. Not yeah. recommended. No. Um. So, what Worst. I usually suggest to people when they come into the store and they're yeah. looking for their first backpacking tent, I usually usually suggest that they go with your standard 
two person, two door, two vestibule, dome tent, the nicest one that is within their budget. So what that usually means for a lot of people, if they're, they haven't started backpacking before and they're not sure they're going to like it, what that might mean is, you know, there's, there's some good quality ones in the 150 to $200 range from Nemo, from, uh, MSR, from, uh, Big Agnes, from the North Face, from all these different companies, they all make one entry level two, two door, two vestibule backpacking tent. And they're all kind of in that 150 to 200 dollar range if you can afford something a little nicer it's going to make your life a little better because you're going to save weight it's going to be better materials that sort of thing so when you jump into a little bit higher price price points you're probably going to shave off a, a pound or two at least off your tent without really giving up comfort you might get a little higher end pole um, or poles I guess pole brand and that's probably going to increase the durability. You're probably going to get a higher quality ripstop nylon, which will increase the durability and strength of the tent while decreasing the weight. All of those things. So I, I'd encourage you to buy the buy the nicest tent that isn't blowing your budget, that's within your budget. Um, but I wouldn't go with a cheap Walmart tent or a, I mean, you're really going to spend a hundred plus dollars to get a good entry level, a good entry level backpacking tent. So plan on that at least and and probably really in the 150 to 200 dollars range is kind of where they mostly start um and if you think you're gonna if you need more more room um you know a two-person tent usually means that there's enough room for two pads that are 20 inches wide inside the tent and then you put your backpack and your other stuff in the vestibule if you want more than that so then a lot of people will buy a three-person tent for two people um, or for four-person tent for three people and and you can do that of course, but um, Worst worst tent you owned um, I've had some I, I think I've liked okay uh, Family tent and Nemo Nemo wagon top. Oh, yeah, you poked a hole and in it, it right? And the only reason why I did I don't like it why it's the worst is because it just wasn't that durable mm -hmm. But I actually loved it functionally mm. like and we still have it and we still use it and we still love it Functionally, but it just isn't that durable the tent pole structure is pretty solid but the fly material that it's a single wall fabric and it tears too easily and mm. we tore it I, the first time we used it, we didn't tear it, but the first time I let, I let some other people borrow it and they were, I trusted them with tents. They were good at taking care of tents. They were, they had a lot of experience, um, with quality gear. And so I, I, I don't think they were abusing it, but they went to set it up and they just pulled on the wrong clip a little too hard and it tore a big, like 16 inch hole in the side of the tent. And if you've got a, two, a double wall tent then you've got a little bit more protection. But on a single wall tent, it's like that 18 inch hole, the wind's coming through, the bugs are coming through, the rain's coming through. Yeah, it's not small. And so I took some, I went to town with some seam tape and just taped the crap of that, taped that up, just kind of overdid it. And I still know that that's a weak spot yeah. um, in the tent, but we still use it and it still works great. But I'm not sure. I don't feel confident in, in high winds because it's already torn and because it tore so easily that first time. It wasn't a cheap tent either. 
I mean, I think that retails for $600 mm. or something like that. And so um, that's the worst and only because of the durability. Now, that design with heavier duty fabrics would be amazing. It'd be a great tint. Mm. Um, so that's, that's the worst one. But again, we still like it. As far as backpacking tents go, I've had a um, lightweight mountain hardware one that I really liked. Had many lightweight MSR tents, liked them all. Um, Big Agnes, Nemo, Hillebert. Have you had like a I, I don't know that I've black had one diamond, but you know, a, a North Face, um, Marmot, uh, anything that's uh, any other brands we haven't mentioned? Marmot and North Face. I haven't personally owned those, but I've used them a lot because family members mm-hmm. of mine have owned those and I've, I've slept in them, used them quite a bit. Um, the Marmot one, um, back in the day, this was back in the, in the early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s. They made great tents and, um, and they were, that was a sturdy tent. I, I liked that tent. That was a good one. That was heavier, but it was just really solid, well-made. Um, the North Face tents, probably uh were good back in the day I mean, they um, make some they, they make expedition tents now that you know, you'll see in everest base camp north face signs yeah all over, but. yeah in fact north face really kind of started becoming iconic because they had their mountain 25 yellow expedition tent that you'd see at everest base camp back in the 70s and 80s like that was the the expedition tent I don't think their expedition tents are as good as they used to be. I'd say, I'd say the same about Mountain Hardware. Uh, Mountain Hardware became the iconic expedition tent with their Trango series back in the 90s, and they don't make them like they used to. Um, Hilleberg is, is the tent choice, or Slingfit is the tent choice for those high altitude expeditions now, in my I opinion. bought a um, Eddie Bauer tent. Uh-huh. What, what can go wrong? <laughs> From, I think it was from Target. Um, don't know how much I spent. Don't it was, I mean, 50, 75 bucks, something like that. Uh, car camping tent that I did take backpacking one time. And I just remember it was really, really heavy. Yeah. Really heavy. <laughs> um, and it had, like, all the bells and whistles until none of the bells and whistles worked. Like, the zippers would break and the rain came into the tent. Yeah. And I'm like, this is the stupidest but it looked cool and it's Eddie Bauer for crying out loud right <laughs> like um, but I I didn't uh, I don't know you know I just bought a tent to go car camping in and it worked great for that for a little while and then once I ha- had bad weather and oh my god backpacking with it was the worst idea ever it was the only tent I had yeah. it's heavy yeah yeah I, another brand that I do have currently have a tent from is Slingfin and I really like their stuff. I think there's, their stuff is extremely well made. Uh, I have the, oh, what's it called? It's their light, real lightweight. Yeah, I don't uh, know anything about Slingfin. Oh, uh, crap. What's it, what's it called? The, uh, the best tent ever. So it's called? No, it's, it's a great tent, but I would say that, um, oh, they've got, a new tent that I haven't seen before. The um, the two light is what it's called. 
and it is it's the similar design to like the old Sierra Designs clip flashlight tent. Mm. Um, two doors, two vestibules, two pounds, a little over two pounds, just barely. Um, but it's really well made. I, I will say though that uh, I hope that they've fixed this design. They In one of the little webbing straps that clips on the tent to the poles, um, there's a stitch holding, holding the webbing in a certain way and the stitch popped um second time i used it or something it still works fine but um i think they should have reinforced that a, a little bit more and the same thing actually happened on the same tent that my sister-in-law owns exact same tent exact same failure and so that's if it had just happened to me i would think well maybe it's a fluke thing but it, because it happened to both of us i think okay that's a weak spot with that said the tent still works fine the webbing still works. It's just, you know, it's just not exactly how it's well, that's meant That's a to pretty be. small test case and right. two people. Right. Jeez. <laughs> like, and so hopefully they've reinforced that. With that said, that happened four years ago, and I've still used it, I don't know, 15 different times since then mm. and had no problems with it, even in heavy-duty weather. And for a two-person tent, it's way burlier. Uh, for two-person, two-pound tent, it's way burlier, way sturdier than like the um, Fly Creek from Big Agnes or the Hornet from uh, Nemo. It's a few. It's it's four or five ounces heavier, but way sturdier, way better built. I'd take that in a in bad weather over over those other tents. So it's a great tent and it's a great company. Um, the guy that started Slingfin was one of the lead designers for. CR Designs for the North Face for Mountain Hardware when they, when all of those guys made like the best expedition four season tents available, the most innovative four season tents available, he was the designer that got them on the map. First with North Face, then with CR Designs, then with Mountain Hardware, or I don't know exactly what order that was in. And now he's making these and they're they're great tents too. We used to carry them, but I don't think they're anymore. Had a harder time selling them. They're they're a little bit pricier yeah um then like in nemo actually nemo and big agnes they're not cheap either oh uh, none of them are yeah none of oh, them are okay. but anyway so there's that so i don't know yeah. i don't know if i i don't know if we really gave a lot of good good consumer advice about. and stuff may yeah, have stuff to think about stuff yeah. to consider and some of our favorite brands tents. to look into um when in doubt just buy hilleberg pretty much yeah that's our message. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, my, my number one is Hilleberg. Number two is probably MSR. And then Big Agnes and Nemo are number three, tied for number three for me. Um, all of them are quality. So, all right. Well, thanks for uh, joining us for the podcast today in this tent discussion. Hope you enjoyed it and hope, hope you learned something. If you would like to share your experiences with us, uh, reach out to us either via Facebook or Instagram or whatever else. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at gear underscore three zero and like us on Facebook. Um, and then check out our website, gear30.com. That's spelled out G-E-A-R-T-H-I-R-T-Y.com. And you can check out all the different backpacking tents that we carry, the various Hilleberg models, uh, as well as Nemo, MSR, Big Agnes, and, and stuff. So uh, I think that's it. Sweet. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the next episode. See you. See you.